All right, welcome in on a Thursday. Always a great day in the Black Hills, right? We're back, ready. South Dakota Sports Talk Show. You found us 4 o'clock from our downtown studio on Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, and stream us all the time, foxsportsrapidcity.com. South Dakota Sports Talk Show packed tonight. A great guest lineup, and, of course, 5 o'clock, it's happy hour with Rob Kegron. Guest host hops in, and we'll get ready to go. A lot of good stuff today, plus 17 years. NBA veteran. You remember Andre Miller? Great career. Played with the Nuggets. Hopped around. He was the eighth pick back in the draft. Was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers point guard Andre Miller. What's Andre Miller up to? I was just thinking of this the other day. I'm going... I watched his run at Utah when they went to the Final Four and then they went to the National Championship. Remember that Utes team with Keith Van Horn, Andre Miller, Michael Doliak? I mean, it was unreal. And then he gets drafted, and he has a 17-year NBA career. Andre Miller is the head coach of the Denver Nuggets G League affiliate. And so we reached out to him, and he said he's going to hop on tonight, Fox Sports Rapid City. So we'll talk NBA Nuggets, of course, celebrating their win down in Denver with the big parade, that whole thing. Andre Miller coming up, 17-year NBA point guard. Also, Matt Zimmer's on the way from Sioux Falls. We'll get into some stuff here. The FCS numbers are out as far as how schools did on revenue, ticket sales, how much does the state government contribute to these schools. So those numbers are interesting on the FCS side, USD, SDSU. That and more with Matt Zimmer, Sioux Falls Live coming up. NFL analysts live tonight, Eric Eager drops by from Sumer Sports. That's the opening hour. Good stuff straight ahead. And then 5 o'clock, we'll run through it. Happy Hour with Rob Kegron, presented by Firehouse Wine Cellars. Glad you're a part of it. Let's get going. South Dakota Sports Talk Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, founded in 1976, right here. Better access, more options with the team at Black Hills Ortho. Don't let an injury slow you down. Continue your active lifestyle. The expert team is at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, helping you stay in the game. Learn more at bhosc.com. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, also with urgent care. An injury happens when you least expect it. Get in and see the expert team at Black Hills Ortho's Urgent Care. Again, start online for more info, bhosc.com. Thursday lineup looks good. We're going to get to Andre Miller. Hang on. He's our first guest out of the gate coming up about 425. First, I'll get you on 720-1067 is our number. If you want to join the show tonight, 720-1067. That is the studio line. Barron's Wilson text line open and ready for you, 720-1067. Text the show directly on the Barron's Wilson listener text line, 720-1067. Okay, a couple of things here I'm going to get into. One thing I'm going to start right now is this news that just came out this afternoon, and it's a baseball headline. So we talk uh, some baseball here. Some shows talk zero baseball. We do talk some baseball, and I find stuff interesting when baseball's thinking about how do we change moving forward? Do we need to change moving forward? And baseball's going to make a change. This is what this looks like to me, okay? It's going to be inevitable, okay? We've discussed it maybe the last couple of years on the show, and I've taken some questions, comments, calls about will baseball ultimately change this much moving forward? And I thought, well, we're never really going to get there to this, right? We're never going to quite get there. I think we're going to get there, even though Rob Manfred, the commissioner today, said we're not going to do it 
next year, that tells me what? Okay, we're not going to do this next year, but that tells me we're eventually going to do this. We're going to get it figured out so it's accurate and it's good, and then we're going to put it in Major League Baseball. And it feels like, I know, it's 2023, but here it comes. Artificial intelligence coming to take over the game, (laughs) coming to take over Major League Baseball. Here's what I'm talking about today. Rob Manfred says, the automatic robot ump style ball strike system will not be used in 2024 in the big leagues. He said that today. So I'm just telling you that means to me, well, we're working on it. We're looking at it in AAA right now, seeing how that goes. It's not ready for Major League Baseball, but then it will be eventually, okay? So that's, he, he was talking about it. Here's what he said. I think there's some sentiment among the group that we made, had a lot of changes here. We ought to let the dust settle and get clearly unresolved operational issues with respect to the all automatic ball strike system. Despite all the testing with it, we still have some things that are unresolved. So that's Rob Manfred. That's just today talking about robot umpires going to be held off for now. The AI is coming. It's going to be held up for now. And that got me thinking here. What is this that they are testing? What are they trying to work on here? Well, here's what's going on. They're still having a hard time with the computerized strike zone for every different player. They're having a hard time defining a computerized strike zone. And that's among the issues that they're trying to work out here. But here's the thing. Major League Baseball, I've talked about it. They've went through some big changes just this season. Pitch clock is implemented. I've been a fan of that. I think that's worked out. There's been a few hiccups here and there, people getting upset, automatic walks, things like this. Just a few. But players are adjusting, and the pitch clock is trimming down the game two and a half hours, uh, usual average length. Two and a half hours instead of three or over three, that's been pretty good through about 75 games here. Now they've also done this, banning the shift, trying to get more balls in play, trying to get more runners on, that whole thing. That's not showing to be that effective. There's still a lot of home runs, still a lot of strikeouts, still a lot of walks. It's the it's the approaches at the at-bats that aren't really changing even when they ban the shift. But am I telling you, robot umpires jumping into the big leagues, it's not going to happen next year. They're not ready. But it is, I'm telling you, I look at this and I say, look out. They're doing it in AAA this year right now. So the automatic ball strike system is being used in AAA right now. Here's how they're using it. And so I've got to figure out. I'm the old crusty guy that doesn't want robot umpires, the automatic computerized strike zone. I don't want it because I think it's not going to be perfect. It sounds like it's supposed to be perfect. Guess what? They're using it in AAA this season as I speak, and it's not perfect. That's why they're not going to jump it in the major leagues right now. But here's what I'm thinking. Do I have to make the adjustment to get a compromise – Instead of being the old crusty guy, 
Can we compromise on the automatic strike zone? Can we compromise and find out, hey, if there is a bad call of a ball or a strike that really makes a difference in a game, can we have that changed? Can we use the strike zone, the automatic strike zone, to change that call? Essentially like a challenge in football. We couldn't be doing it all game. I mean, I'm not going to be appealing every ball and strike. That's not how this would work. But can we challenge maybe a big ball, a big strike in a big moment that turns the tide, that gets a run in, whatever it may be, puts a runner in scoring position. However you want to do it, the managers are going to have to manage that. Okay? Instead of going full, automatic strike zone, computerized, and we're just going to have the robot umps in 2025, can we design a system where you use it for appeals? Because they are doing that in AAA half of the time. So right now they're using full automatic strike zone in AAA, and then for some of the games they're testing out, well, how about just using it for appeals? And you have to limit the number of appeals because I don't want the games to go another four hours. So you've got to limit this. Get rid of the full automatic strike zone to me. Let me see if this call was correct if I really want to argue balls and strikes on a big pitch. That's when I can. Can I compromise on that? Maybe. Thanks for calling. You're live and you go ahead. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> It's going to ruin my game. Why don't we just play EA? These major leaguers, we the owners could save billions just by play, just paying just play that little games? goofy shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what, Nate? I learned long ago. One call, two call. When you got caught stealing a base, you looked at a call third strike that everybody else in the stadium knew it was a strike. I mean, what are we doing here? Uh, you hate it, don't you? You just hate this. Nate, Nate, you and I, all right. Now, you take uh, Gene Gurr, okay, the guy that announced before. Yep, yep. He's a, good, he's a good four or five inches taller than you and I, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Okay, so is he going to have the same strike zone as I? No, that's the hard part. That's the really hard and, part. And you know what that means, Nate? Go back to the original strike zone, quit giving these kids little suckers and not afraid to hurt their feelings. The strike zone to me is the top of your kneecap to the letters. Yeah, and when that... you go up to the plate and you stand up at six foot three, but you crouch down to three foot seven, guess what? My eyes are where your where your letters were and that's the way I look at it. Now here it is. So I don't care how low that ball could be over your head and I'm gonna call it a strike. Here it is. Because um... That's, that's where my eyes are the top of the strike zone. You're an ump, okay? You calls balls and strike. You've been an ump around here. This yep, is what's going to happen, okay? This is coming, whether we like it or not, Steve. It's coming. Oh, I know. I think I'm, I'll just go back to hanging out at Little League. <laughs> okay. Can we think it, that it maybe will help get it right? Can we think that Nate, maybe? Nate, 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 Nate. I know you love your family. I've seen you around your kids. All right. <laughs> Here we go. You're a loving dad. So can they go around and follow you around every time you make a mistake oh. and, and confront you about it? I mean, where are we going with this, Nate? 
Well, we're trying to be yeah. perfect. That's what they're trying to do. Really, Nate, Nate, your wife loves you. If you called her up right now and say, honey, am I perfect? What's the answer? <laughs> Not quite, but, okay. you know. You know what I'm saying? Here it comes. I want this perfect world. I want this. Per- where? Are you? you know, it's kind of like that privilege card. I haven't seen that son of a gun in 73 years. All right. You know, I grew up with a World War II dad that had two full-time jobs for 20 years to put ten Catholic kids through school. You know, where is the perfect world? Was my dad perfect? Heck no. He liked Cuddy Sark and cigarettes. Well, here, I mean, here it is. We got, we got robot umps coming, so you'll have the night off. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm done. All right. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, that That's the thing. It's easy for me to, uh, you know, say get off my lawn today. Easy for me to yell at the clouds. I don't yell at the clouds too much, but sometimes. Sometimes you have to. That just told me today, Rob Manfred, commissioner of baseball, said, we're not going to have the automatic ball strike system this next year. Is it? Not likely to use it to the big leagues in 2024. And he didn't follow it up, but I'll follow it up for you. That means it's likely to be used pretty soon. I believe it's likely to be used pretty soon. I'm trying to find the happy compromise. So I don't say get off my lawn and yell at the clouds. The compromise to me is, can we still have human umps calling balls and strikes They might miss a few here and there. It's part of baseball, the human element. I really still believe that. And then if you really have a problem and Aaron Boone wants to argue about a Yankees ball and strike and Aaron really thinks it's a bad call, then you can go to the appeal and maybe you can use the automatic strike zone there. Is that feasible for us? To me, I'm okay with that one. It's going to be limited to like two appeals a game. I mean, we aren't going to have this just like football challenges. You only get a couple, okay? That's what you're going to have here in Major League Baseball to me. I don't want the full-time computerized strike zone. I'll use it as a backup in case I want to appeal a big pitch. I will let that go. I don't love it, but I'll let that go just to make sure we get it right like instant replay. Is that okay? Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Well, why have any umps? <laughs> well, they might not. I, they might not. You know what I mean? They don't, why, why just have people out there, and they'll be on a computer, and they'll just signal green light, red light. Safe, you know? See, here's don't what's going to happen. The, the ump's going to be there. And then he gets a thing in his ear, and it says ball, and he calls it. Then right. it says right. strike, and he calls it. Boy, I mean, like, it sounds weird. Arms. You don't even need base. You don't even need base arms. You know, they they just say safer out on a video replay. Yeah, there like like put a so, chip, like put a chip in the base or something, right? I mean, yeah. you, you should be able I mean, to know. They're taking the whole. Actually, that's the fun of the game. Part of it is even the umpires. They're part of the game. Yes, I, I mean, agree with that. There's. There's errors in players. There's errors in coaching. There's, I mean, you're taking everything away from the game. Would oh, you, yeah, okay. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I, we're all yelling at the clouds. Okay, I, well, I, I understand. Would you be okay with my compromise? If you're going to use it, would you use it for appeals? Could you use it? Yeah, but how many appeals are you given? Only a couple. I can't have a ton, <laughs> right? No, I mean, there's a lot of strikes and a lot of pitches in a game. So, I mean... 
Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you could have a few, I guess, but I don't know. I just, I don't get it. We're, we're society looking for perfection. <laughs> I know that. Me. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for getting in. Uh, the Nate Brown Show off and running. I wanted to I wanted to start with this. I want to talk to Andre Miller coming up. 17-year NBA point guard, played for the Nuggets, had a great career out of Utah and was picked number eight in the draft. He's now the head coach of the Denver Nuggets G League team, and Andre Miller's going to join us live here on the Nate Brown Show coming up. I wanted to get into this, though. Do you think Major League Baseball should use the computerized strike zone full-time or could you use it as an appeal process for teams that question some balls and strikes? Because right now in AAA, they've got it implemented. As I speak, in AAA baseball, a computerized strike zone. Half of the teams are using it full-time. Half are using it on an appeal process. So Major League Baseball's testing things out right now. Rob Manfred said, well, we have some issues here that are unresolved, so we're not ready to use it in the big leagues next year. And then he stopped. And and I'm continuing. That means once they get that stuff resolved, then they're going to have a computerized strike zone. Whatever that may be, I don't know how that becomes perfect with different batters and and the whole thing. Seems like it's going to be hard, but I'm not AI, so, you know. I'm just a radio host in Rapid City. Where's all this AI stuff coming from? Am I missing the boat? I would much rather have it for appeals, is my point. Much rather have it for appeals, rather than here's a home plane umpire, and he has an earpiece, and every ball and strike is told to him that it touched the corner, that that whatever happened, no, it was a miss. And then he calls it based on the AI, based on the computer, telling him through his ear. I know that America's pastime, everybody's saying, this just sounds uh, gross. I think a lot of people say it sounds gross. I've got younger guys that are hitting me a little bit on social media. Younger guys say, it's time to do it. I don't want the bad calls of the 70-year-old umpire. It's just time to do it. Some of these guys miss calls big time, and it's just ugly. And I have watched baseball where that has happened. There is still that human element I think most people do want, but could we here's here's my compromise. Could we clean it up a little bit? And that's the appeal process. Here's the strike uh, computerized. Was it a ball or a strike? And you can only appeal a couple. That's my um, compromise. What's your vote? Do you think Major League Baseball should go full-time robot umps computerized strike zone? Or use it as an appeal only. So the home plate umpire is still controlling it. And then it goes to the appeal. 60% of you voting um, use it for appeals. Look at this. 40% of you say full-time computerized. Full-time computerized. 40%. Maybe I'm misjudging this. I know 60% still want it for appeals only. But 40% full-time computerized. You're okay with that. Um, I want to get some things right, but I don't want to turn it into a, um, a circus. I don't want to turn it into you know, computer strike zone being off. Then we have arguments about this. There are issues right now, operational issues, Manfred said today in the AAA. There's operational issues unresolved, he said, so it's not ready for the big leagues next year. 
Uh, just a little note here on the Nate Brown Show. It's coming. It is coming, and I wonder if we'll use it full-time or if it'll be subject to appeals by teams for the automatic ball strike system. Okay, uh, let me get to this really quick, and then I'm going to get to Andre Miller, 17-year NBA point guard, former Denver Nugget, now the head coach of the Denver Nuggets G League affiliate. I want to talk hoops with Andre Miller. Good to have him straight ahead. I'm going to go to this. There are numbers out from college football and essentially college sports, and it shows who made money. This is, this is what it shows in the fiscal year 2022, and it said who made all this money. And I just have this list in front of me. I have FCS, I have Group of Five, I have FBS, Power Five. And so who do you think made the most revenue in 2022? Ohio State, $251 million in revenue, $225 million in expenses. So they're clearing $26 million essentially, clearing $26 million profitable. And by the way, colleges try and spend their money. So clearing $26 million at Ohio State, that's not a bad uh, model there. Because they try and spend that money in many, many ways. They just kind of roll it over from year to year. Texas is number two. Can you believe that still? Texas hasn't done much in football. They really haven't. But it's Texas, $239 million in revenue. Alabama's third, $214 million. Michigan fourth, $210 million. And Georgia comes in fifth at $203 million. So there's your top five college sports. You can take this one with you to the bank. Literally, top five colleges in revenue over the past year. Georgia fifth, Michigan fourth, Alabama third, Texas second. That's why I'm still amazed by that. All those others are heavy hitters in football and the college football playoff and the whole thing. Texas still bringing in the second most amount of revenue in the country at second spot, and Ohio State's number one. Here's something to note. Nebraska coming in. Out of the top 25, so a lot of people realize Nebraska is really, really good. They they actually give money to academics at Nebraska. Do you know this? They actually peel off money from athletics and support the academic side of the university. That's that's rare. Okay, Nebraska does that. Where do they sit in money? Nebraska comes in this last year 26th in the country, 143 million in revenue, as compared to like. 250 of uh, at Ohio State. So so there's a gap there. Nebraska 143 million in revenue, 131 million in expenses. So Nebraska this past year in athletics cleared a profit of 12 million dollars. Interesting numbers out today and I'm going to dig into the FCS because I think everybody's wondering how's South Dakota State doing? How's USD doing? Do they do okay without state support? And those numbers are out as well. How much does the state give? How much does Jackrabbit Athletics, Coyote Athletics make this past year? College sports, big business, Ohio State at the front of the line. We come right back on the Nate Brown Show. Andre Miller, 17-year NBA player, now 
a head coach for the Denver Nuggets G League team. We'll talk about his great career and his coaching career on the way. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. I am here with Weston and Tanish Chapman from Black Hills Tire. We're the neighborhood chef for the whole town because we will pick up and deliver anywhere in town. We will do whatever we can to help anybody. It's important to us that somebody can say like, hey, my mom needs something. They need this and I know you'll take care of them. I think that means more to us than anything is when somebody will say like, I need somebody in my family taken care of and I know you guys will take care of them. And that's just because that's community to us. We all help each other out. We can create this community together. Check us out at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Scattered thunderstorms likely tonight, otherwise overcast. Lows level off around 53. Winds out of the north, 10 to 20 miles per hour. Chance for scattered storms again tomorrow. Highs level off around 62, overcast. Lows around 49 tomorrow night. Turning much warmer Saturday and Sunday with highs from the mid-70s to the mid-80s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 64. The perfect time to ride the Black Hills of South Dakota is now. Hi, this is Kelly Rank from Black Hills Harley-Davidson. I have the best selection of new and pre-owned Harley-Davidson's in the Midwest, and now is the time to buy your next ride. Check out this 2014 CVO Limited with just about 23,000 miles. Your price, only $16,995. Or how about a 2014 Heritage Softail for only $11,995? With over 380 new and pre-owned Harleys to choose from, we're sure to have your next ride. Come shop Black Hills Harley-Davidson just off I-90 at Exit 55 in Rapid City or see us online at blackhillshd.com. Here at Pizza Ranch, we appreciate innovations in food delivery, like how the ancient Italians used to slingshot hot meals to hungry Romans on the go. And while we appreciate the creativity, it turned out to be, well, a little messy. So, we found a better way to bring you our legendary pizza, the country's best chicken, and our one-of-a-kind cactus bread. Just place your order online, on the phone, or on our app, and then pick it up or have it delivered right to your door. All nicely packaged in clean, sturdy, non-flying boxes. No catching necessary. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show. We are live on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Nate Brown Show. Glad to have you on board. Packed tonight. Well, I'll tell you, I reached out here and I said, there's a guy I watched from college at Utah. Went to that national championship. Keith Van Horn, Doliak, Andre Miller. These guys were really, really good, right? And then you watched his career in the NBA. Played for the Nuggets. Two different stints there. Seven years with the Nuggets. Great point guard. Got drafted at number eight spot. And he's had a long career. 17 years in the NBA. And I said, what about Andre Miller and what he's doing now with the Nuggets organization? He's the head coach of the Grand Rapids Gold. That's the Nuggets G League affiliate. The Nuggets, the NBA champions. Andre Miller joins us on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Andre, good to have you on. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. I, I, I know you're busy in the whole thing. Let me let me get your reaction to this first. Just the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA title. You spent some time in Denver, did a nice job for that organization, had some success. They've never won it. What's it What's it feel like, do you believe, in that city? 
Well, I'm happy for the organization. Uh, you know, it's been a long time coming. It's, it's been some some great teams that were put together by management. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been a long time and a well-deserved, well-coached team, well-put-together team and with, with young players and a mixture of, of, of great veterans. And, you know, all the hard work paid off. And, and it took some time from the bubble till now, but everybody was healthy and they got the job done. I want to get some uh, basketball insight from you uh, talking about Jokic, two-time MVP, so it's not like it should be a stunner how good he is. What what The type of player Jokic is, Andre, you played in the league a long time. Have we seen anybody like him, the, the skill set? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, he's a big guy. I got a chance, chance to meet him early on, and, you know, he's just been – been grinding and, and getting better. You know, he, he's in the weight room. He leads by example. He's no nonsense. You know, throwback mentality big, but, you know, he brings everything that you can to the game, you know, um, you know the, the mind part, you know, and just making people around him better. So, you know, he's going to be doing this for a long time, and, uh, you know, he's just enjoying the ride. Good, good guy. Andre Miller on tonight, 17-year NBA point guard, former Denver Nugget, had a great career in the league. He's the head coach for the Grand Rapids Gold. That's the G League affiliate of the Nuggets. So let me get into your coaching career now. A ton of experience in basketball. What's it been like your first year as head coach of the Grand Rapids Gold? Well, everything, you know, when you're starting off at the beginning is uh, a learning experience. You know, of course, you know you still have to – figure out how to bridge the communication gap and and make sure you have the ears of the players. And, you know, um, it was an up-and-down season. You know, a couple of the players that were on the Nuggets roster were on my roster, Peyton Watson and Jack White. And, you know, um, it was just a learning experience for me. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'll be heading back for a second season and, and looking forward to, you know, just, just getting better as a coach and, and, and seeing what, what life holds for me from the coaching perspective. Andre, you were a great point guard to watch. I, I said this. I watched it when you were at Utah, and you guys made that great run. You had a great career for the Utes. And then I, I followed it in the NBA. Now, the game has changed over the years. So when you, talk, when you look at it, and now you're coaching in the G League, what is the difference in the game? I know more shooters and more threes. How do you approach that, the analytics side of this? It's very hard to accept, but, you know, that's the way the game is, has changed. You know, uh, you know, Stephen Curry and Damian Lillard and, and just all the players in general putting more focus on the skill work and, 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 and a, a lot of shooting, a lot of training. And, you know, it's some, it's some good and bad that I see out of it. But, you know, the, all in all, the NBA has always found a way to move in the right direction, um, whether it's all-star games or – or how they deal with load management. It's, it's, it's a whole bucket of the list, you know, that you can look at and say what can make the league better and, and what may help to hurt the league. So, you know, I think the league is moving in the right direction. Um, I enjoy it. I, I'm sure the game will come back to the big guy and the, the inside game. But, you know, right now we're just enjoying the ride and enjoying the craft of the NBA players. You played 17 years. How did your game – um, translate to making the NBA 17 years. What was your game? 
Well, I mean, the, the main thing was the, the mental part, the mental part, wanting to be out there, wanting to contribute. You know, when you dream of playing on a level like this, you know, I mean, you don't choose the game. The game chooses you. So, you know, um, at any time, you know, if you're not taking care of business, not taking care of your body, putting them on the work in, you can easily fall by the wayside. And my thing was just mentally to be available, whether it was practice. I never missed practices, hardly ever missed games, and, and, and wanting to be involved and not just, you know, be on the bench and not just be a cheerleader, but be out there and contribute. And, and that's something that I, look, I took pride in as a, as a, a blue-collar NBA player, and, and, and I did what I had to do to get the most out of my body. So, you know, I, I lived the dream. You know, I got the most out of my dream, and, and I moved on from that dream. George Carl just said you were one of the great Nuggets players. What is your, what's your reaction to that? That's awesome, man. I mean, I've been knowing George for a long time. We've had some up and down battles, but you know, all in all, you know, I I, I followed him. You know, when he was with the Sonics when I was young, and and got a chance to meet him because he was close friends with my college coach Rick Majerus, and you know, um, got a chance to play with him. You know as an NBA coach-player relationship and, and also also with USA Basketball. So um, he's a good guy. You know, I understand, you know, he's been through a lot. You know, congratulations to him and his Hall of Fame coaching career. And, and I learned a lot. You know, I don't hold any grudges, but, you know, that's that's what life was, you know, to go through there and, and, and meet people along the way and, and learn from them. So, you know, I appreciated him for that. Andre Miller on tonight. couple more. I'll let him run. He's a 17-year NBA point guard, former Denver Nugget. Now the Nuggets are champs. He's the head coach of the Grand Rapids School. That's the G League affiliate. Andre, why'd you want to get into this coaching? I assume you want to have a, a nice career here. And, man, you've been around the game forever. Why'd you want to get into coaching? Well, you know, I, you know, I like working with kids. Um, and as far as the NBA and college level, I always felt like, you know, I could pass on information and, and things that I learned. I never even thought about, you know, okay, I'm, I'm a maybe one day coach at a high level. But, you know, after conversations with friends and it was like, you know, I felt like it was, it was my obligation to give back to the game what the game gave back to me, you know, um, you know, and, and, I've lived a good life from from you know watching the NBA as a kid and having that dream and and I know there's kids out there that that are hungry and want to get better and you know the access to the players a lot more easier than back then so it's 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 an obligation for me to give back so that's why I'm taking on this challenge and hopefully everything works out. You were in the league forever. Um, what's your advice to the young guys that are trying to get there? Some of your players in the G League, some guys that are going to go. They're young. They're trying to get. They're going to get a lot of opportunities here and a lot of a lot of money. What's your advice to them? My advice is, you know, keep your mouth closed and, and keep grinding. Um, you know, it's it's, it's 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 a long shot. You got to put in a lot of hard work with a little bit of luck. But at the same time, you got to be humble, be grateful, and, and, and stay in the moment, and and not allow politics or or the things that you can't control to ruin your passion for something that you that you care about. So you know that's what the what I try to spread and and what I try to instill in the youngsters, not losing their passion for not just for basketball, but for anything in life that they want to accomplish. I want to ask you a Utah question. I have to, man. I watched that run with the Utes. Did you guys see that coming? I mean, it was a surprise back in the day. 
you, know, you, you weren't Duke or somebody like that. You make the national championship. Did you guys feel that that club would be special? We never even really talked about it. You know, I, I mean, I didn't talk about it with anybody. I just knew that, you know, I was around a good group of, of hardworking uh, teammates, you know, in the classroom and on the basketball court. And we had a great staff, a great coaching staff. Uh, you know, we had camaraderie and, and, and we we respected each other and, you know, we, we treated each other with respect and, and we just enjoyed the experience. So it was something that, you know, we, we never talked about it. It was just like a brotherhood where we, we just had a great vibe going and it, it carried along all the way to the championship game. Yeah, it was a great season. couple in there for Andre Miller at Utah and now in the NBA for 17 years. Last one for you. I know Jokic gets a lot of credit, and he's a, I, I think he's just something else. What about the guard, Murray? You know, you're a guard, Jamal Murray, great scorer, Seemed like he really went through this tough injury time and grinded it out. What do you see from Jamal Murray? I mean, he he's a, the, the new type of point guard that can shoot it, that can do everything on the court. He showed that he can be a distributor. You know, he, he's a big guard at that, too. He's about 6'4". So, you know, um, he's basically a polished guy, and, and he cares about the game. And he's competitive, and that's why he's been successful, you know, to be able to bounce back from a knee injury when he was playing at the height of his, uh, at the height of his game to, to, to bounce back and, and, and make this run says a lot about his character as a person and as a basketball player. Andre Miller, 17-year NBA point guard, former Denver Nugget. Um, the Nuggets are NBA champs. Wow, it's been a while. He's the head coach of the Grand Rapids Gold. That's the G League affiliate of the Nuggets. Andre, good to have you. Last one, um, your favorite all-time NBA player. Who was it growing up, getting ready to play in the league yourself? My favorite all-time uh, NBA player is Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Because you're an L.A. guy, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Showtime Lakers. I like it. Um, Andre, best of luck to you. I was I was happy to connect with you, and I appreciate you giving us some time in Rapid City. Good luck to your coaching career and as you move forward. Great. You guys take care. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for the time. Andre Miller, former Denver Nuggets point guard. Loved watching him play from college to the NBA. 17-year career. And now on the coaching side, just wrapped up his first year in the G League. That's the Grand Rapids Gold. That's the Nuggets G League affiliate. Keep an eye on Andre Miller um, now coaching uh, for the Nuggets G League team. Good stuff from the Utah Utes all the way to the NBA. And, um, ah, Magic Johnson, the all-time favorite. I love it. I love it. Great point guard. You want to talk about changing the game. Magic did that uh, himself. Andre Miller tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City. Great way to get it started. Talking nuggets and NBA hoops. And we come right back with Eric Eager, NFL analyst for Sumer Sports. Let's get into the latest on some players that are still out there. Where will they end up? Eric Eager coming up. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Hi, this is Rob at Firehouse Wine Cellars, downtown Rapid City. It's summer in the Black Hills, and our selection of wines at Firehouse Wine Cellars has never been better. The difference with Firehouse Wines is we make our wines right here in our modern winemaking facility with real grapes from the best vineyards on the West Coast. If you love wine, you need to sign up for our Firehouse Club 1915, which will get you some exclusive benefits and tastings. Join us this summer at Firehouse Wine Cellars on Main Street and enjoy the best wine in the Black Hills. You can see our great selection right now at Firehouse winesellers.com. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Shop the Black Hills' best selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs at Danny Manhole Rapid Chevrolet. Over 300 used vehicles, many late model local trades, GMCs, Rams, Fords, imports, and more. Plus, used Chevys and GM certified pre-owned. Get financing as low as 3.9% APR on select GM certified pre-owned. Or buy any used with no money down and no payments for 90 days. See us at Danny Manhole Rapid Chevrolet or DannyManholeRapidChevrolet.com. Length of finance contract is limited. Offers with qualified credit. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. 55 and now 6,000. You're going to get $56,000. Sold $55,000. Saturday, June 17th, 10 o'clock in the morning, is the ninth annual Wild Bill Days Classic Car and Memorabilia Auction at the Deadwood Mountain Grand, Deadwood, South Dakota. Selling some of the area's finest classic cars, trucks, motorcycles, a 2014 Polaris Razor, 1,000cc, also several pieces of memorabilia. Hope to see you all Saturday, the 17th of June. That's the Deadwood Mountain Grand, Deadwood, South Dakota. For more details, go to McPherson Auction. Sandwiches are the original fast food. And what could be easier than loading up a few slices of Country Hearth multigrain bread with your favorite deli meats and cheeses, then piling on freshly picked veggies from your garden? Or maybe a good old-fashioned peanut butter and homemade strawberry jam sandwich made on kids' choice. This summer, when you're on your way to the Laker Park, skip the drive-thru. Pack a cooler full of your favorite sandwiches instead. Country Hearth Breads, locally baked and delivered fresh daily. Someone will come in, they'll have a noise under the hood, and we'll go out and take a look at it. We can determine by the type of noise, and usually if we can determine where it's coming from, we can direct them to the piece that has failed. My name is Dick Lemke. Working at Servants as long as I have, it's definitely become my career. When you need someone to help solve the problem, start with a Sturdivant store near you. Hey, it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the Odd Couple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. 
Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show. It is a Thursday in the Black Hills. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. And it's Thursday, so happy hour in the 5 o'clock hour with Rob Kegron, guest host tonight. Our series of Mount Rushmore lists continues. Okay, I have to I have to think about this pretty hard sometimes, okay? What's the next Mount Rushmore all-time list coming up tonight? It's that summer season, man. Everybody here in the Black Hills visiting Mount Rushmore, so it's our Mount Rushmore list time through the summer. Rob Kegron coming up as our guest host in the happy hour 5 o'clock drive. South Dakota Sports Talk Show just featured Andre Miller, 17-year NBA point guard. Good stuff. He was a former Denver Nugget, played seven seasons. He's the head coach of the Grand Rapids Gold. That's the Nuggets G League affiliate. Now, Andre Miller moments ago, if you missed him, catch him on the Nate Brown Show podcast. All the guests are there. The Nate Brown Show podcast, available where you find your podcasts. Let's talk NFL. Eric Eager, Sumer Sports. He's on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore, and he's back on Fox Sports Rapid City. Eric, thanks for coming on. How are you? Nate, I'm good. How about you? I'm doing good, man. Let me let me get into something here. It's that time of year, holdout time, or people not showing up. Yeah, they, they want a new contract. So I'm going to run through a couple of guys, and you give me your reaction to, okay, are these guys getting what they should get right now? One is Chris Jones, big-time player for the Chiefs. He's getting paid pretty well. But he's in the last season coming up, so so he's looking for a new deal. How he's holding out essentially? How should the Chiefs play this with Jones? Yeah, I think you know for for Jones, it's, he's probably got two or three more years left of elite play. Um, you know, I, the market is really shaken out well for Kansas City. You know, guys like Jeffrey Simmons and um, Dexter Lawrence and guys like that have not necessarily approach what Aaron Donald uh, was, was slated, you know, to, or slated to make. And Jones is, you know, being probably the second best defensive lineman in the, in the league and on the interior. Uh, I think, I think they probably expect to be closer to Aaron Donald money than the rest of the guys money. So I think that's where the impasse is. Um, if you're Kansas city, you want to get something in that 23, 24, $25 million per year range. If you can't much like Tyree kill last year, they've shown the, you know, the, the pension for wanting to move a guy. Uh, it's going to be different now because, you know, the, the draft has since passed, but they, they have shown that. I, I think that Jones will end up getting signed, and I think it will end up, you know, helping Kansas City, but uh, it, it's a good question. He's, you know, he's closer to 30, of course, than he is to, you know, 25 now, and that's when speaking teams like Kansas City want to move away from guys. Okay, so you say Chris Jones could get about 20, 22 million in a new deal per year. Then what about Daniil Hunter? Vikings fans are going, okay, he's only he's only like making five and a half. Um, he had ten and a half sacks last year. Daniil Hunter, I think, wants twenty million a year. What are the Vikings gonna do here? Yeah, the the thing with Hunter that's weird is that he actually has a cap hit of thirteen, but only five and a half of that is new money. So it's sort of when people talk about, oh, the cap isn't real or whatever, this is this is where it gets real, right? Where they, they needed cap space in the past and they sort of shoved a lot of Hunter's money into the future from a cap perspective while paying him bonuses and things like that that were prorated. So that's really the tough part that Quasi Adapo meant up through, no fault really of his own. 
have to deal with because of, of what was laid for, you know, to, to him by, by Rick Spielman in the previous regime, Hunter's probably going to want, yeah, 20, 25 million. He's, uh, not, he's an older player, but he's also still a productive player, and guys like that tend to age out pretty good. So this is a really tough one for the Vikings. They just got rid of Dalvin Cook. They saved $9 million there, but they're going to have to re-up Justin Jefferson. They have to consider re-upping T.J. Hawkinson. And, and, you know, Hunter probably represents one of the, the last remaining sort of pillars of a defense that was quite good when Kirk Cousins got there. Now he's one of the few good guys left, and I don't think, like Harrison Smith, he's going to take a pay cut. So it, it, it might end up you know, being a, a trade for Hunter to a contender for something like a second-round pick. Okay, explain the Vikings situation because Vikings fans are saying, we're going to have a really nice offense. Our defense is going to be shaky again, I think. So is it rebuild and compete? That's what people want to think. Yeah, I, I think the answer is yes, right? I think the um, their offense, you know, offensive line is really good. Two tackles. I think the guards always struggle under Cousins because of the way he sort of positions himself in the pocket. But this is the best offensive line they've had in Minnesota since he's been there. Hawkinson, Josh Oliver, a guy they brought over from Baltimore to play tight end. Uh, the draft, uh, Jordan Addison to go with Justin Jefferson, probably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, and, you know, K.J. Osborne has been pretty good as the number three guy. This is going to be a good offense. The defense is going to be shaky, to your point. They brought in Brian Flores, the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, to run that defense. They, they get rid of all the zone corners, the Patrick Peterson, the Duke Shelley's of the world that um, were better in that scheme. That's really where it's going to be tough. Byron Murphy, hopefully he can – uh, do something on the you know inside for them. They they drafted they drafted about four corners the last two years, so that should help. Um, at linebacker, they're going to go with Ryan Osamoa and Jordan Hicks, uh, which which could be a strength if Osamoa elevates himself. But then who's going to rush the pass? So they brought Marcus Davenport over from the Saints, and we're still question mark as you said about Daniel Hunter. So yes, this is a team that with the NFC being this week, I don't think that they really want to tear it completely down. I think they want to compete for eight nine wins a season, but the defense is just going to put a put a cap on how good they can be. Eric Eager's on tonight. Sumer Sports, where you'll find him. He's also on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore uh, talking NFL. One more on the Vikings. It's Dalvin Cook. They let him go, and now he's out there. People were saying, well, maybe the Dolphins will get him. Maybe my Broncos will get him. Well, maybe, but he seems like he wants to hit a, a number and I don't know if he's going to get to that number, like $10 million a year, something like this. What's the value here? Dalvin Cook's productive, I think, Eric. So where do you think this is going to land? Yeah, he's one where, like, the fantasy football numbers and, like, the analytics don't really align. He was not very good last year after you adjust the situation, but he was a productive back, you know, you know running the football over 1,000 yards, catching the football, you know, big plays. I think he's one of those guys who can be a secondary back at place like Denver, as you said, with Javante Williams coming off of a knee. Uh, you know, Miami, he would be a complimentary back there. But the problem is the market dynamics, right? He, he, Ezekiel Elliott is still out there. Dal, you know, Dalvin adds to that group. There's just a lot of running backs that are widely available in the NFL right now. And so he can't really drive up the price because there are a lot of other options that are and, – and that's why the Vikings let him go, right? The Vikings let him go because there were options on their roster while not quite as good, um, you know, per dollar are better than Cook. And, and that's the problem that he's going to go up against uh, in the open marketplace. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins is visiting the Patriots. The headline there as well, no rush to sign here. 
DeAndre Hopkins feels like has fallen off to me. What did the What do the analytics say? Yeah, for sure. And, and a lot of people want him to go to Kansas City because you know the Chiefs don't have a number one receiver. Juju Smith Schuster left for New England, and um, you know they have just Valdez Scanling, Rasheed Rice, uh, Kadarius Tony. But the problem is, is you know Hopkins. To your point, like he didn't have one catch against man coverage the last five or six weeks of last season. So there, there were some signs of decline. Some of that was Kyler Murray, but some of that was Hopkins. And you add to that a, P, a performance enhancing drug suspension. You add to that just a lot of uncertainty with how receivers age out. And you know it, it's a, it's a question. I think New England's probably his best chance to get a lot of targets. Um, but what's his best chance to win? I think it's you know Buffalo came to mind, obviously with the dig situation as well. It's a lot of question marks, and I think he's got offers on the board, but they're just not simply what he wants money-wise, and that's the reason, you know, there's, you know, that's the reason no one really wanted to trade for him. He's the best asset right now in the NFL. Eric Eager on tonight. I'll let you run with this. Do you believe the Vikings are going to extend Kirk Cousins? I, I don't know. I think them not drafting Will Levis at 23 was a sign that it's a little bit above zero, but I still, I still bet on no. Um, but I think it's higher than, than like 10, 20% that, that they'll extend cousins just given what the situation has shaken out for them at quarterback and other options over the past few years. And by the way, do you believe then Justin Jefferson signs a shorter term deal with maybe uncertainty there at QB? Uh, no, I think Justin Jefferson's the best player on the team, and I think that they're gonna they're gonna give him the the, the quarterback contract, and then they're gonna go and do something else at quarterback. That's how I think it's gonna end up shaking out in Minnesota. Eric Eager on tonight, breaking it down. Sumer Sports Analyst. Find him on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Eric, thanks for the time. As always, I appreciate it. Yeah, Nate, thanks for having me on. Take care. Thanks a lot, Eric Eager. Talking NFL. Some deals up in the air. Some people wanting new deals. That's good stuff. Eric Eager, NFL analyst, Sumer Sports on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's still out there. You know, people are say, essentially saying, well, we'll give you $5 million. Essentially, he's like, I want ten. And it's that game in the NFL. How valuable is a running back and then a running back like Dalvin Cook with some wear and tear? I would like him in, in Denver. I've stated that. I'm going to stick with that. Can you make the numbers work? Uh, that's iffy. I mean, $10 million? Probably not. Can you trim that down? Is Dalvin Cook going to take those deals? Okay. Um, I would like him in Denver. That would be a great piece for the Broncos. But I don't know if, you know, you can't go too high there. And it's interesting because you got big contracts coming up. Justin Herbert, Chargers, he's ready to go. Joe Burrow, Bengals, his contract's ready to go. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson for the Vikings, what numbers he's going to get. Eric said they're going to give Jefferson the keys to the car. I mean, he's going to get the big numbers, and then they'll just try and work a deal for a different quarterback of some sort. Maybe a draft a quarterback, get him on a rookie scale. That's risky. I know Jefferson's the real deal. I get it. It's risky. The quarterback piece. You don't have a great wide receiver if you don't have a good quarterback. Am I right? So, so Vikings, you got to extend Cousins. Maybe Kirk can take a little pay cut. Kirk, you going to take a pay cut? A little cut. Keep Jefferson around? Well, this is going to be – Jefferson's going to be there. It's who's going to be the QB. 
Matt Zimmer's on the way on South Dakota Sports Talk Show. SiouxFallsLive.com. So Matt Zimmer has been a newspaper writer for a long time. He's left newspaper, and now a headline coming out here in town with the newspaper making a big change. What does it look like in the sports media landscape in the future? Matt Zimmer will discuss that more next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Black Hills Community Bank is your local bank that's deeply committed to this community. And right now, the annual diaper drive is back, where they're working to collect over 50,000 diapers this year for the Cornerstone Women and Children's Home in Rapid City and the Bella Pregnancy Resource Center in Spearfish. With a silent auction and other events in June, Black Hills Community Bank appreciates your help in making a difference. Black Hills Community Bank, investing in what counts. For more info on the diaper drive, just stop by or visit bhcbank.com slash diaper drive. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Blackhawk. Do you find yourself in a difficult legal situation? Whether it's a DUI, criminal charges, or an injury case, you need the right lawyer on your side. That's where Wrench Law comes in. With over 30 years of experience, Tim Wrench is a trial lawyer who knows the ins and outs of the legal system. Tim specializes in helping people in a jury trial get the best possible outcome for the case. Don't let legal troubles get in the way of your life. Contact Wrench Law today and get the help you need to move forward. Wrench Law, who you need when you're caught in a bind. Call 605-341-11. 10 Lizzie BetMGM Sportsbook is your home for the best sports betting experience in South Dakota. They have great food, great service, and great 4K TVs. There's not a bad seat in the house. And every game is on at 10 Lizzie. Bet on your favorite teams and watch the game, have a cold one, and enjoy summer in the Black Hills. BetMGM Sportsbook at 10 Lizzie, the king of sportsbooks. What game are you betting on? Make your play at 10 Lizzie, Main Street, Deadwood. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, the Nate Brown Show. Nate? Your sports, your show. We are live on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. It's a Thursday in the Black Hills. That's happy hour with Rob Kegron coming up. Our guest host live in studio straight ahead. Our Mount Rushmore summer list continues. What list today of the all-time great Mount Rushmore list? We've got our specific sports list coming up. Okay, Matt Zimmer's on. SiouxFallsLive.com. Find him on Twitter at Matt J. Zimmer. 
find his work at SiouxFallsLive.com. Matt, good to have you on. How are you? I'm good, Nate. How are you? I am doing good. I saw you took in some baseball today. It's a little hot out there in Sioux Falls. Took in some baseball. So I'm going to ask you a baseball question right out of the gate. Rob Manfred said the computerized strike zone's not going to happen next year. So he said, well, we're not going to do it in the big leagues next year. That tells me the computerized strike zone's coming. Maybe not next year, but it's coming. Are you ready to roll with it? Uh, I am, definitely. And in part because I think most of the changes that baseball has made in the last couple of years, uh, I think have turned out to be better than most people expected. I wasn't really in favor of uh, pitch clock or uh, banning the shift and some of those things. And now that they've come to fruition, I kind of had softened on it before they even did it. Now that they did it and it seems to have made the game better, I'm, I'm certainly all for it. Um, but uh, umpire, robo-umpires, however you want to word it, I was kind of for that even before. Uh, just because it feels like umpiring is getting worse and worse. You know, um, we're just tired of watching these games and seeing so many. It's one thing close pitches, you know, everyone who played Little League Baseball understands, you know, close pitches can go either way and bang-bang play calls can go either way. But um, to see how routinely umpires are getting it wrong and how it's affecting games and, and then to see how cavalier the umpires are about it sometimes. You know, they're starting fights with opposing players and, and managers and, you know, seeming to almost feel threatened by what's coming down the pike. Uh, the game's not supposed to be about the ups. It's supposed to be about the players. We want the players deciding the games. Uh, so I- I'm all for it. I-, I think it's time you have the technology. Let's stop you know, having these blatant bad calls affect the games. Let's go ahead and do it this way. Can I compromise with you? Um, AAA is using a computerized strike zone. Half full-time, so here's the robo-ump computerized strike zone, and then half this year in AAA using it for appeals only. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm okay with that. Only a couple appeals a game, Matt. I'm not going to argue every ball and strike. I can only have a couple. Let's just use it for appeals to get it right on a big pitch. I don't see. I'm not necessarily opposed to that. I just don't really understand what's the benefit because from what I've read, that hasn't interfered with the pacing and timing of the game as much as you might think. Okay, fine. But if if what we're going to do with robot umpires or using a laser system, whatever. Is just put essentially a, a, a microphone in the home plate umpire's ear so that he hears a beep or whatever and calls it a strike. When there's no need for for any reviews anyway, just use it on every pitch. Uh, you know, the only downside I potentially see to having robot umpires um, is, you know, let's say it's 17 to nothing in the eighth inning of a game. We all know, hey, in that situation, you want the umpire to stretch the zone open a little bit. Everyone wants to get home. Right. You can add a couple of inches on either side of the plate because we all want to go home. So, okay, if it's a 10-run or more deficit, then turn the thing off or something. That's fine. Huh. I just don't understand what's the problem with just letting a, a computer, a, a robot, a laser beam, whatever, call every pitch. You're not... It's, no one's talking about this costing people's jobs. You know, the umpires are still going to be there to be the one verbally making the call. They're just going to get the information from the machine. I, I just don't really see any 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 cons, any reason not to do it. We could keep going on this. The the computerized yeah. strike zone is having some issues just because of the the trying to get it perfect. You know, the strike zone for different batters, things like this. It's unresolved. Mm-hmm. So Rob Manfred said today, it's not coming next year. But that tells me it, it, it's coming um, sooner than later. Matt Zimmer on tonight. Okay, SiouxFallsLive.com. Here's why I have you on. 
I wanted to ask you a couple of things here. One is this. So you're a longtime newspaper guy. I've been a guy, you know, I'm, I'm one of those, like, old guys. I actually love getting the newspaper and reading the newspaper. I'd be sitting at my parents' house as a high school kid reading the newspaper. And um, so I'm that guy. Now you've switched out. You're at Sioux Falls Live. I've seen Gannett um, over the last uh, couple of weeks have some strikes of writers and things like this. And we've seen newspapers go to more online. Rapid City Journal just said, only three prints a week. Only three prints a week. And so I said, in five years, are we going to be all online? What do you see? I think those days are probably inevitable. Um, I know forum communications that own Sioux Falls Live. Uh, I believe the Fargo paper and the Mitchell paper only print twice a week. Okay. Uh, and that's been, that's been the case for a while. Uh, the Argus Leader is still seven days a week. Um, but those newspapers aren't investing newspapers the way they used to be. I mean, just speaking for the Argus Leader, where I was for 19 years, when I first started there, even though the Internet existed and people were making up that move to digital news, we still took a lot of pride in putting out a really good printed newspaper, a big, thick, you know, juicy paper that left a thud when someone dropped it on your doorstep, you know. Special um, Sundays and some of the bigger newspapers – well, towards the end of my tenure there, it was, it was day-old news. You know, our deadline would be noon. So, especially anything for sports, wasn't even in, you know, if a game happened on Friday, it wasn't in the paper till Sunday. If a game happened on Tuesday, it wasn't in the paper till Thursday. Yeah. And that just felt like a waste of everyone's time. Why are you doing this? And the answer is because they're trying to take advantage of people like you who, who are still uh, insistent on subscribing to a printed paper. You know, no matter what, they just are creatures of habit. They still want to do it, so they're trying to get money out of that. I don't want to say necessarily that that needs to be left behind entirely because I'm myself and still a little nostalgic for a paper once in, once in a while. And, you know, I saw someone make a joke on Twitter once about, you know, Gen Z kids going, wouldn't it be great if they could make some sort of book where all the news could be in the same place and you could get it every day and you could hold it in your hands? Like, you know, I mean, I wonder sometimes if there isn't an appetite for, for bringing it back we won't maybe get tired of, you know, having our faces in our phones and everything, but, but I think that's wishful thinking. I mean, I think walking around with our faces buried in our phones is the new human reality, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. And, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, instant social media stuff or just having a, a website that you can somehow get people to want to keep coming back to, that's the way you got to do it. Um, the, the old days are not coming back, and that's disappointing, frustrating, and a whole lot of other things. But, um, you know, Sports Illustrated isn't what it used to be. The Sporting News, Baseball Weekly, all these publications that were, were such a big deal. I remember someone telling me the other day they went in for a dentist appointment, and they were stunned to see there were no magazines in the waiting room. In the, yeah. In the, because why would you have one? Everyone's in their phones. You know? <laughs> right. They don't have to. They're not looking for a magazine. They're going to be buried in their phones while they're waiting to, for their thing. Hey, so we still have magazines here in Rapid City waiting rooms. So come on. <laughs> oh. Well, that's just it. I mean, the, the, it, it feels like it's sort of the last dying gasp for the places that are still doing it. And you know, now that I'm at Sioux Falls Live, which does not have any print print presence, it is just a website. Yeah, there's times where I, I write a really good story that I'm proud of, and, and I'm a little sad that I can't, you know, hold it in my hands, that I can't go buy a couple copies and, you know, give them to the person that the story was about or keep one for myself for a, 
a scrapbook. But like I said, those those days are gone, and I, I don't think they're coming back. Well, here's the thing. Okay, Rapid City Journal announces, yeah, this is the first time this has ever happened. They're going to go to three prints a week. And the Rapid City Journal has a proud tradition, a long history. And so I said, okay, I, I get it on the print side. I really hope the media companies, the newspaper companies, continue to invest in the local coverage. Right, Matt? I mean, that's where once we start losing things, then I've seen cuts there, too. Um, I really hope that stays the focus. we got to have coverage of local stuff. Otherwise, who's going to do it? That's the biggest issue. And that's, you know, I don't want to say anything that will get me in too much trouble or anything, but I left the Argus Leader because the investment wasn't there anymore. <clears throat> and that's coming from the, the c- corporate, you know, the company that owns them. And when I started at the Argus Leader in 2004, including part-time people and copy editors, we had 10 people on the sports staff. Uh, when I left, it was just me and Michael McCleary. And now there's just one person. Right, right. One, one guy doing the entire Crazy. state. Um, you know, the Mitchell Republic has three, and that's a city of 15,000 people. And the Sioux Falls Argus Leader has one. To me, it's really hard for a company to look their subscribers, their audience, their community in the eye and say, yeah, we're investing in journalism. We're, we're a company that you should want to be, be a customer for when that's all they're investing in it. Uh, and that's part of the reason that I made that move. The forum communications has shown over and over again, you know, they're, they're not immune to the, other, to the issues that other newspaper and media, media companies have. But I think they recognize you want to have customers, you got to invest. You can't keep begging people. To, to use your product, you can't keep jacking up prices if at the same time you're taking away your product from them. You're, you're not allowing people to do journalism. Um, so any company out there, and, and I feel like Sioux Falls Live and Forum is one of them, that's still trying to do it, that's still trying to send their reporters out into the field to chase good stories, you know, feel like there's still, you know, an audience out there to try to serve, those are the ones that I hope people people um, continue to, to read because they're out there, they're trying, because the audience is still there. You know, it's just really tough finding a way to, to find that audience in a consistent way when, like I said, uh, you're competing with a million other things that are on people's phones at any given moment. Yeah, I'm with you on it. I mean, that's part, that's what we do on this radio show. You look across South Dakota, there's not too many radio shows left um, that do stuff like this either. I mean, everybody's kind of, yeah. yeah, they don't invest. They're you can't like, just rely on people from 4 to 6 o'clock every day to listen to your show. No. I mean, that might still be the, the bulk of it. That might still be what drives who you bring on and what you choose to do. But you got to find a way to, you know, work your way, your show into their day. You know, right. whether it's a, a podcast that they can come back to later or whatever it is in, in, in little snippets, it, it's totally different on radio, tele, even television. You know, I mean, Think how much Sports Center was a part of our lives right, growing up. Right. You know, the eight o'clock Sports Center, the six o'clock Sports Center, the ten o'clock Sports Center. Those still exist, uh, but they're they're not nearly the behemoth that they used to be. And people are finding those the clips from Sports Center or whatever ESPN is doing on their phones. You know, on Twitter, on Instagram, things like that. So. Yeah. So we've all had to make big changes to what we do. Matt Zimmer on tonight. SiouxFallsLive.com, sports writer. He's on Twitter at Matt J. Zimmer. One quick one, I'll let you go. Um, Numbers are out from the FCS schools as far as athletic revenue. South Dakota State's number 18 in the FCS, $25 million in revenue, 48% of that from institutional support, government student fees, 48%. USD. 23rd in the country in revenue this last year, 62% of their support, government, institution, student fees. 
So, so almost half for the Jacks, 62% for USD. All right, is that still a, a good number, meaning, hey, we're making revenue, there's a big chunk coming in here, is that feasible? I don't think so, um, or at least they, 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 they want it to be better. I mean, you look around what's happening in higher education and how people can't afford it, and it's getting so expensive, and, you know, to be subsidizing these multi-million dollar athletic departments, especially with all the, you know, amenities that the programs have and that they get for their programs. you got to get more bang for your buck than that, I think. Um, I will say, in defense of both South Dakota State and South Dakota, they've come a long way. Those numbers used to be a lot higher yeah. than they are now as far as what, how much subsidy they used to get. I remember Justin Sell, the athletic director at SDSU, telling me a few years ago they wanted to get it below 50%. They have, and I think they'd like to get it down around 25%. And I think that's feasible in the future as they continue to build what they're doing and have the kind of success they've had. USD would like to get it under 50%, you know, but they're behind the eight ball a little bit, chasing SDSU and, and NDSU and, and trying to get success and get things going down there. Um, that's going to be the kind of thing that if those numbers don't move, I think you're going to start to hear some squawking from people outside the athletic department saying, hey, is this the best use of, of taxpayer money? Is this the best way to run an institution of higher learning? Because as much as we all love college sports, it's not just about football and basketball. Yeah, and by the way, those numbers should tell you, are they close to D1 FBS? Uh, probably not um, when right. you look at those numbers. Matt Zimmer on tonight. Find him on SiouxFallsLive.com. Matt, always good, man. Thanks a lot. You bet, Nate. See ya. Appreciate it. Matt Zimmer, SiouxFallsLive.com, sports writer on Twitter at Matt J. Zimmer. So if you, if you missed that, uh, the numbers are out FCS, okay? South Dakota State revenue this last year, athletics, $25.5 million. 48% coming from subsidies from institutional support, student fees, et cetera, 48%. USD brought in $22.1 million, so they're just down the list, five spots behind the Jackrabbits, the Coyotes, $22.1 million in revenue, 62% of that coming from student fees, institutional support, okay? So how do, how do they compare? North Dakota State, the Mighty Bison, they brought in $29.2 million. That's good for the 12th spot in the country. Kind of surprised by that. $29.2 million. However, North Dakota State only getting 25.9% of their athletic budget from the institution. 25.9. That, that's one of the lowest. I, I'm looking through here. That is the lowest percentage institutional support in the country in FCS at North Dakota State. All right. The drive is ready. Happy hour on a Thursday on the Nate Brown Show. Happy hour with Rob Kegron, our guest host. He's in studio. It's brought to you by Firehouse Wine Cellars. And our Mount Rushmore list of the summer continues what Mount Rushmore list do we have next? The all-time greats? We'll tell you on the way. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports, Rapid City. 
Shop the area's best selection of pre-owned Hondas and Honda certified pre-owned at Denny Meadow Rushmore Honda. Buy with no money down and get financing as low as 3.99% APR for up to 60 months. Plus, we have a lot full of used cars, trucks, and SUVs, imports, and domestics. Many are local, one owner trade-ins. See us at Denny Meadow Rushmore Honda or RushmoreHonda.com. Select in-stock certified pre-owned 1841 for 1000 finance regardless of down with qualified credit. Expires 7523. Are you thinking about starting or expanding a business? At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, our dedicated business lending team focuses on understanding our members' unique needs and truly wants to help them succeed. From the loans to get your business off the ground to the accounts to keep it running, we offer unique products with your business's best interest in mind. Learn more at bhfcu.com or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is a member-owned, not-for-profit. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Now through July 6th at Pops Tire Service, save up to $140 on a set of four eligible Bridgestone tires. Get $70 back by mail on a Bridgestone Visa prepaid card, plus $70 instantly. Or buy four eligible Firestone tires and save up to $130. Get $60 back by mail on a Firestone Visa prepaid card, plus $70 instantly. Plus, get an additional $30 back by mail when you use your Pops credit card. Subject to credit approval, see store for details. Visit PopsTire.com. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. Tuesday, June 20th, you're invited to the Coach Cambistad Memorial Mile. This community event is in honor of Coach Lauren Cambistad, and all donations go to the Lauren Cambistad Memorial Scholarship at Northern State. From shorter distances for kids to the community mile, walk, run, donate what you can and come out for a great evening in honor of Coach K. Registration starts at 6:15 June 20th at the Sioux Park Track. It's the Coach Cambistad Memorial Mile. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. In the Nate Brown Show live on a Thursday. We are into the drive at five. It is happy hour with Rob Kegron in studio every Thursday on Fox Sports Rapid City. Hope you've had a solid day. If you missed some of the first hour, good stuff tonight. Andre Miller joined us, 17-year NBA point guard, former Denver Nugget. Now the head coach of the Nuggets G League team and the Nuggets with their parade celebration today. Andre Miller in the first hour. Catch the Nate Brown Show podcast. If you miss anybody live, Go to the podcast, download it where you find your favorite podcast. It is happy hour on a Thursday, and our uh, Mount Rushmore list continues. Man, I love this because we're going to hop around. We're going to go sport. We're going to go position. We've never done this yet. Mount Rushmore of a city. And so I thought, Rob, 
Well, I have to be uh, respectful of the great city of New York, the great sports city of New York. Rob Kegron is a New York City guy with South Dakota values, by the way, right? <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay. Um, and, and New York sports fan, you know more than me, so I'm going to try and get in this mix. We're going to do Mount Rushmore of all-time New York athletes, Okay. And so I put four together, and as I was doing the research on this today, I'm not sitting here, wait, yeah, that guy was New York. That that Man, how do I not put everybody on the Yankees, all the great Yankee legends on this list? So it was very difficult for me, and you said the same thing. Well, there's such a history. I mean, New York sports has been around forever. If you think about all of the initial franchises in every sport, there was one in New York, if not two. I mean, baseball for... 50-something years in New York had three baseball teams. We still have two. So you got multiple teams in each of these sports, and in the history of it, they've had a lot of success. Maybe not as much recently, but a ton of success throughout history. It is a very tough thing to pick four for the Mount Rushmore. Okay, and, it, and it's very tough for me because I got a New York guy who, who grew up there and watched all these players and everything, and now you're going to come at me here on some of this, so I'm ready but I think I've done a pretty good job. Mount Rushmore of all-time New York athletes, Rob Kegron's hometown. We start with Babe Ruth. So you can agree, I can agree, end of story. Babe Ruth, 714 homers, the first Hall of Famer, I mean, the whole thing. The greatest baseball player to have ever lived. I think you cannot dispute that. And I know a lot of them, oh, the younger to ones. Ever the, live. Yeah, to ever absolutely. Live. The greatest baseball player to ever live. I mean, oh. who, who else could it be? Well, I think some people may say Barry Bonds. Uh, well, Bonds is so tainted for sure. Bonds had just as much talent as But remember, Ruth started as a pitcher, and he was a dominant yes, pitcher. Yes. And, and then he was the most dominant hitter in, in baseball. I, I just have a hard time for saying any of the mod right now. That doesn't mean it can't change. But for what, how he transcended the sport, Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player to have ever lived. Okay. So, yes, he absolutely is on the Mount Rushmore <laughs> of New York I sports. I don't want to go down this tangent arguing Bonds and Babe Ruth. Okay, Babe Ruth, we agree. We yep. agree. Babe Ruth on the Mount Rushmore. End of story. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, three more here. I'm going to go with another baseball player. This was a hard one because you got guys that have won seven World Series titles. Um, the whole thing. This guy's legacy to me is greater than even some of the other Yankees. His legacy in Major League Baseball oh. lives on, his life. So I'm going to go six World Series titles. That's not bad. But how about the 2,130 consecutive game streak? If you don't put Lou Gehrig on your Mount Rushmore, am I missing something? So I'm going to go Lou Gehrig, the all-time great. And it's hard to pick Yankees, okay? So Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig. There's my two. I jumped out of the Yankees, Rob, and I said, I'm going to mix it up. I got to go some some different sports here. This one may be a surprise because people may say, is he really that good in New York City uh, lore? He's really that guy. Two Super Bowls, three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going to go Lawrence Taylor. I think he was a major, major factor for those Giants teams. Is he one of the? Is he the best football player out of New York? I, I left Joe Namath off. Okay, I know the Super Bowl win, the upset, and Broadway Joe, the whole brand. Lawrence Taylor for me is the guy. And my final spot on the New York City all-time Mount Rushmore: Patrick Ewing. Whoa, Patrick Ewing. 
Hey, hey, if you lead the Knicks in points, rebounds, block shots, games, what am I missing? I mean, this is Mr. Nick. This is the guy. Nate, I, I, you you <laughs> failed to disappoint. You just, I mean, my what? gosh, I, you were Answer you were doing that. so well. Answer that question. All-time Knicks leader: points, rebounds, blocks, games, big-time losses as well. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's the point. He okay. stunk in big games. I can't tell you how many game sevens I watched where Patrick Ewing missed big shot after big shot. <laughs> To cost us, whether it be in the Eastern Conference Finals or against the Pacers it. or against the Heat, against the it. Bulls. I love this. So oh that's where you're coming. That's why you guys don't like Patrick Ewing. Okay. Um, there's my four. Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Lawrence Taylor, Patrick Ewing, who leads all categories despite what Rob says about his big game choke job. <laughs> so and I think you're, you're on the right track. I, I think the three that you mentioned, the first three that you mentioned – I'm on board with. I'm going to substitute one of them. Okay. I, I don't agree at all, of course, it's just as I, as I laughed about Patrick Ewing. But what I would say is that Ewing was a, a great, a tremendous talent for the Knicks. I don't think he's the greatest Nick, which is why I can't put him up on, on Mount Rushmore. Okay. If I'm going to say the greatest Nick, it would be Walt Clyde Frazier. He would be above. You or, would. or Willis you Reed. Would. Either one of those two would be above in my mind. And I grew up as a Knicks fan. They would be above Patrick Ewing. But I'll, I'll give you this. I think LT, for me, LT has to be on that Mount Rushmore. Okay. He is the greatest football player to ever play in New York City. And I love Eli Manning. Watched him win two Super Bowls. Eli Manning was a, an above-average quarterback. Lawrence Taylor, you could argue, is the greatest linebacker in the history of the NFL. Yeah, you could. You could. I mean, he was that dominant. He wrecked games. I mean, and he could get all over the field. He was sacking the quarterback. He was tackling in the in the backfield. He was tackling in uh, in the middle linebacker area. He was all over the yes, field. Yes. He's such a dominant force, and he was so big in their two Super Bowl wins. I'm absolutely on board with, with LT being on Mount Rushmore. So that's one, and Babe Ruth is two. The other two, I'm, and I, I think you make a good argument for Gehrig. I really do. I think Gehrig, for how, for how he played, for the fact that he was in the middle of that lineup in Murderer's Row, uh, he didn't even, he only played till like he was 35. He could have played longer, but obviously he was sick and he died two years after he retired. Right. And he has legendary status in New York. When you say Lou Gehrig, yes. people yes. still shake thinking about the name of Lou Gehrig and what he means to the Yankees. And in baseball. Yeah. And in baseball. Absolutely. Right? Uh, and I, I do think you make a good argument for him. I'm going to go in a completely different direction. And I thought you were about to steal my thunder, so I got a little worried for a second because you talked about legacy. Because this guy's legacy transcends all of sport. And that's why I have to – and I thought long and hard about this this afternoon when you told me we were going to talk about this. But there is one guy who played baseball in New York that changed baseball and sport forever. And his name is Jackie Robinson. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I mean, Jackie Robinson was the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yes. I mean, he embodied them. He was the first, he took on all of the the tremendous burden on his shoulders of being the first African American baseball player to play in, in Major League Baseball. And uh, he had a shorter career because it took him longer to get up, of course, to, for someone to actually give him a chance. Uh, the the all of the heat that he took for being that first person and still played so well, rookie of the year, and he he brought a championship to Brooklyn, who, which was so uh, they they were and, and I this coming from a I'm a giant San Francisco Giants fan. The audience should know that. Okay, okay. I do not like the Dodgers at all. In fact, I don't like anything about the Dodgers. But what Jackie Robinson did for Major League Baseball 
and he was a tremendous baseball player at the same time. It's yep. not like the guy, you know, was a, a fourth outfielder and, and, you know, broke the color barrier. No, he was a tremendous talent in the history of baseball. Does he have the stats that Gehrig or DiMaggio or Mantle does? Absolutely not. But what he did for baseball and the fact that he did it in Brooklyn, New York— I think he has to be on Mount I think Rushmore. that's solid. I, I was looking. I said, hey, I got an honorable mention list here. Like, he, like he's number one. He's 1A. So you go Jackie Robinson. Then you got one spot left, and you're not putting Patrick Ewing? Definitely not putting Patrick Ewing. I don't even. <laughs> Patrick Ewing is probably the fourth oh my. on oh. the Nick Mount Rushmore. The, the disrespect for Patrick Ewing, the leader in every category. Never won anything. Okay, your boy Walt uh, Frazier did win, yeah. two, win two. He did. He won two. I could go there. I'm, I'm really been torn about this all day long. I could either go with a New York Met or a New York Ranger. And I'm New gonna, York Met? Yeah, Tom Seaver. I could go with Tom oh, Seaver. He was that great of a—I mean, oh. Tom Seaver was—I mean, Tom Seaver is a top-ten pitcher in the history of baseball. So I could go there, but I'm not. I'm going to go with a New York Ranger, and you're going to think I'm crazy. Oh. But I remember living through this in 1994. I'm going to yeah. go with Mark Messier. Okay. The captain of the Rangers. Now, he, he got—his claim to fame, obviously, was when he played for Edmonton and, and won all those cups you know, with Gretzky. But Mark Messier came to New York, and he, you know, there are a lot of athletes, and and we could talk about this till the cows come home, but there are a lot of athletes who come to New York, and they just shrink, right? They can't handle the pressure of the bright lights, 8 million people, them criticizing. You could have three home runs tonight, and then you strike out three times tomorrow, and they're going to boo you. They are never going to cheer for you unless you do well for them. And Mark Messier accepted all that, put it all on his shoulders, and the Rangers had not won the Stanley Cup since 1940. And in 1994, they won the Stanley Cup in dramatic fashion. He guaranteed victories against the Devils. Uh, He got them a a big part of their win against the Vancouver Canucks in in seven games. And if you think, if people talk about New York athletes, they talk about Mark Messier. Do they? Because he's such a winner. And he only won one time. He only won one yes, Stanley Cup. But he, he erased a 54-year drought, which I think has a lot to do with it. You know, a lot like if we ever do this with Boston, a lot of those guys who erased these droughts, these long droughts, they they go a long way with that. Messier is a champion above champions. Unbelievable. So Rob Kegron puts winning above all. Yeah. You, you essentially put winning above all. You're going to throw Patrick Ewing under the bus, and you got Messier brings you one title and a cup of coffee there. Um, all right, you go with Mark Messier. Mark Messier, Patrick Ewing's way down the list. By the way, we agree on a couple. Lawrence Taylor, Babe Ruth, you go Jackie Robinson, excellent selection, and you go Mark Messier. Can we hit you with a couple here? How do we leave off Mickey Mantle? Unbelievable. How do you leave him with seven World Series, 536 homers? I mean, we know this, three MVPs, and then... Here's a different sport. I was looking at this. I was like, hey, all the guys from New York City. Now, we don't think of this because it's not team sport. Sugar Ray. Yep. Uh, John McEnroe. Absolutely. Grew up I mean, in Queens where I grew seven up. Seven Grand Slam titles. Yep. So you're thinking here. I, there's This is a tough selection. DiMaggio. Yes, right. Uh, there's Same so many of these guys. Okay. Lawrence Taylor, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, Patrick Ewing for me, please. It's one of the best centers of, of all time. Not better than Jokic, but nonetheless, uh, <laughs> we'll put him in there. And Rob Kegron, that's a New York City guy. He goes LT, Babe Ruth, Jackie Robinson, Mark Messier, a winner. Mount Rushmore, New York, in the books. We come back on the happy hour with Rob Kegron here on the Nate Brown Show with this. So 
College sports is changing. I have a question of the day for you all in the Drive at Five. If you could change one thing about college sports, here's the two big things. Transfer portal, kids transferring all the time, or name, image, and likeness dollars. Kids getting sponsorship deals every which way. If you could reform one, which one will you pick? We're back with that next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street. Street, Rapid City. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Scattered thunderstorms likely tonight, otherwise overcast. Lows level off around 53. Winds out of the north, 10 to 20 miles per hour. Chance for scattered storms again tomorrow. Highs level off around 62. Overcast. Lows around 49. Tomorrow night, turning much warmer Saturday and Sunday with highs from the mid-70s to the mid-80s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 62. Hi, this is Rob at Firehouse Wine Cellars, downtown Rapid City. It's summer in the Black Hills, and our selection of wines at Firehouse Wine Cellars has never been better. The difference with Firehouse Wines is we make our wines right here in our modern winemaking facility with real grapes from the best vineyards on the West Coast. If you love wine, you need to sign up for our Firehouse Club 1915, which will get you some exclusive benefits and tastings. Join us this summer at Firehouse Wine Cellars on Main Street and enjoy the best wine in the Black Hills. You can see our great selection right now at Firehouse WineCellars.com. The perfect time to ride the Black Hills of South Dakota is now. Hi, this is Kelly Rank from Black Hills Harley-Davidson. I have the best selection of new and pre-owned Harley-Davidson's in the Midwest, and now is the time to buy your next ride. Check out this 2014 CVO Limited with just about 23,000 miles. Your price, only $16,995. Or how about a 2014 Heritage Softail for only $11,995? With over 380 new and pre-owned Harleys to choose from, we're sure to have your next ride. Come shop Black Hills Harley-Davidson just off I-90 at Exit 55 in Rapid City or see us online at BlackHillsHD.com. No casino in Deadwood can come close to the giveaways at First Gold Gaming Resort. Every Friday through Sunday, win a share of $8,600. In promo play, we give away through hot seat drawings. Win $1,000 cash at the top of every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. on Saturday nights. Have fun during First Gold's two weekly slot tournaments on Friday and Sunday. And be there Saturday, June 24th for the $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. Being in a different profession for 38 years, um, it was rather scary to go into a business of my own. When I decided to be able to go into this business, I worked with Joni, who helped me get set up with banking for my business and just helping me figure out what I need to do to navigate being self-employed. Banking with Pioneer Bank makes me feel like that small town that I grew up in. They're just like family. They're there to help take care of you and to help you be successful. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Sometimes it's just a whoops. Sometimes it's a oh no. And sometimes it's an all out ah. 
whatever it is, J&J Truck and Auto Body can take care of it with traditional methods or paintless dent repair because they are a PPG certified and iCar Gold class shop with ASC certified technicians. Plus, they work with your insurance company saving you time. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 100%. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. Happy hour on a Thursday with Rob Kagron brought to you by Firehouse Wine Cellars. The Nate Brown Show live 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. If you get out of the radio range, easy to access the show, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Live stream is there on your phone. Remember, you can watch us on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Follow the show. Watch us live in studio, at Nate Brown Show on Twitter and the YouTube channel, The Nate Brown Show. Subscribe, and you've got us there as well. A lot of ways to get the program, South Dakota's sports Stock Show. Happy hour brought to you by Firehouse Wine Cellars. Let's go to this. Um, I asked this question of the day because here's what's going on. Name, image, and likeness in college sports, Rob, has taken over the conversation that's college athletes getting sponsorship deals. I was a proponent of it, saying these guys and gals should be able to make money off of their brand, their star athletes. They should be able to. Why can the YouTuber at a college put up videos and get sponsorships, you know, the, the doofuses, and they make money, but the athletes couldn't. And now they changed it. I liked it. And then it turned into pay for play. Um, we're just going to pay the biggest athletes because the NCAA washed their hands of it. They didn't get any regulation on it. They didn't think the states were really going to do it, and it just went state by state, name, image, and likeness, and now it's a free-for-all. Universities are starting collectives, donors putting in money into these outside groups, and they're recruiting kids with inducements. Hey, we're going to pay you $2 million. Now it's just it's a select few. $2 million bucks before you've done anything. Yep. You haven't even played for us. So it's turned into a mess. There's no guardrails. There's no salary caps, as in the NFL. There's no even playing field. Whoever has the NIL can get the players, and then you combine it with this, Rob, in college sports, the transfer portal. So now let's say I'm a good player here at South Dakota State. Hey, we made the NCAA tournament, for example, or we just won the FCS National Championship. The tight end for the Jackrabbits, Tucker Kraft, who just got drafted by the Packers, Yep, he got six-figure offers in his last year. They texted him. They DM'd him. They said, if you want to come play big boy football your last year, we'll give you six figures. We got it locked. He didn't. He said, I'm going to stay in the journey and the whole thing. There's not too many people like Timberlake, South Dakota, Tucker Craft. So he stuck with it. But the transfer portal turns into, I'm going to go here. I'm going to get paid more over here. And the combo, I think, is a killer so I asked the audience today, I'm going to ask you, if you could reform one of those, both of them are out of the box now. Toothpaste, you can't put it back in the tube. They're out of the box. If you could reform one, the portal, make it maybe more like years before where you had to kind of get some sit out a year before you could play, so you had to think about if you're going to transfer or not, or NIL money pulling that back. Where are you going? Yeah, this is a 
tricky one. I almost feel in a bit, Nate, like this is like a chicken or the egg kind of thing. I think they're so connected because in my mind, I think you do try to fix the NIL stuff first because if you can fix the and regulate it to a certain extent and get it to a point where, you know, in every other sport, there's a salary cap, right? If, and so yep. if, if the money is going to be offered by boosters of the university or the university itself or some tangential part of the university that has a connection, yet you can say, well, you know, it's a different entity. We all know where it's coming from, right? The coach wants that player. He's getting people lined up to give them money. It's just the way it works. I think if you could regulate that in terms of how much they can give to certain players, how many spots, that almost like an NBA salary cap. Like, well, you have this max extent, you know, you have this one player who can get a max contract, this other player who can get a mid-level contract, then you have these lower-level contracts where you can create some kind of tiered system. I think if you could clean that up a bit, players would be less induced to be transferring every year because they would know that they'd be kind of slotting in. Now, maybe they leave because they don't feel like they're getting the playing time. Maybe they and just don't happens. work with the coach. Yeah, for right. sure. Right. But they're not just going exclusively for money. I think if you fix the transfer portal and you, you, you restrict these guys, but you don't restrict the nil, I, I'm not sure. I, I think what will end up happening is you'll just have some more disgruntled college football athletes who are saying, well, now I got locked into this thing. I don't even I want to be here anymore, and I don't even care about the money, but I can't go anywhere, right? I'm not, I'm not getting playing time. There's another team that's willing to give me a chance to really play, and I can't go there because you've hampered us with what the transfer portal is. I'm okay with them being able to transfer. I think they'll be less enticed to transfer if we fix the NIL stuff. Okay, I look at it and I say, can you put a... I, Maybe not now, but the NCAA could have pulled back and said, can we put a limit in here for each program? The NCAA has all sorts of rules. So if you want to be a member of the NCAA, there's a lot of rules. They used to regulate how much cream cheese some teams could put on their bagels so it was the same (laughs) as others. So they could have said, hey, here's the dollar limit of NIL. NIL's coming, so we're going to be proactive and say, Here's the limit for each or, or for each uh, university for each program. Now you can do with it what you want. Okay, the collectives can be involved, but there's a limit, and then you you kind of decide you, whether you want to call it a salary. But that's how you would decide how you play that. Now it's this university has five million a year, yep. and this university in the same league has one million a year, and you're never going to find an even playing field. I think you could have maybe done it. Now people would get into well, no, there's going to be lawsuits there, and there's people get you can't limit people's money uh, opportunities, and so they're going to file lawsuits. You're limiting my name, image, and likeness. That's the problem is it's not name, image, and likeness anymore. It's pay to play. It's not, hey, I'm going to do some marketing work for you. Yep. It's I'm going to be a really good player, and I'm getting paid really for the value of my play, not for the value of my brand. Yep, and and I think when you go on that, like that, tan- that path, Nate, you have all these guys, well, they wouldn't be making any money if they were not playing for a particular university or playing college football. Right, right. right. So, yeah, I get it. You, you need to be able to make money off your name, image, and likeness. But without an opportunity to play college football, you don't have that. And in any sport, there is limitations. Even with baseball, where you don't have a salary cap, they have luxury taxes, which are trying to discourage teams from spending more than a certain amount of money. I think there have to be some kind of guardrails here to keep, and, and not to necessarily try to limit what these guys, kids can make, but to keep 
at least somewhat of a level playing field. We know there's going to be differences for sure, but try to keep them somewhere within some guardrails. Here's where I'm okay with the transfer portal. You can transfer once, no questions asked. Hey, maybe you made a wrong choice as a freshman, didn't like the coach, the coach, um, you know, didn't work out. You can transfer once, no questions asked, or if you have a change in your program, coach leaves for a new job because yep. they do that a lot. Yep. Now I can transfer. So there's got to be some exceptions to say, okay, your coach leaves, you can transfer, or you can transfer once. I have no problem with, hey, a kid makes a mistake at 18, he wants a different, he or she wants to go to a different place. Let's transfer once. Do we want guys transferring? I just saw this basketball player at Oral Roberts. He was just at Oral Roberts. He's going to transfer for the fourth time in the last five years. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, the one exception I would say, though, is you know sometimes you have a lot of these quarterbacks now who are transferring in their fifth year. They have to go into a graduate program. They have yeah, to do something yeah. different. I could understand some of that. You know, keep you that want one. You want I like that you one. want you want to keep you want to get more education. You know, in your time in school, great. We're going to let you do that because we think that's helping. You know, you and the community and the university at large. I would I would keep the grad transfers. I would give you a free transfer, get out of jail card free, go once. I I don't want I mean now kids can go I can go again, do it again, and there's all sorts of uh, willy nilly stuff that's happening. By the way, people voting on this on the Nate Brown show, it's happy hour with Rob Kegron presented by FirehouseWineCellars.com. I said if you could change one thing about college sports, just one thing, which one do you reform? The transfer portal? Kind of limit that again or name, image, and likeness. 83% say the portal. Wow. 83%. So I think people say, hey, it's okay to make the money. But I like what you're saying. You're saying, hey, the money is an incentive to transfer too much. Yeah, well, that's, I, what's it, that's what it's led to. Well, think about the example you just used in Kraft, right? That's his last name, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if he were not being off, like that was the incentive. Yes. Now, he didn't take it. But what incentive? Some guys might want to go and play Big Ten football, but sometimes— Well, he might have known. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to the NFL. I think yeah. he kind of knew that. Sure. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an NFL guy, so I'm going to pass on the six figures. Not a lot of kids are going to pass on six-figure deals. Yeah, absolutely not. And if you're if you're a big-time tight end at Iowa and Ohio State wants you and they yes. can throw more money at you, I don't like that idea. I don't like that. Well, they're just going to throw more money at them. They, they didn't recruit him, right? They didn't, didn't get the kid yep. out of high school. Yep. Now you're going to take all the hard work of the staff at Iowa and you're going to run with it for the last year or two? I don't like that. It's a killer. Uh, by the way, let's come back with this. Speaking of money. I want to come back with this. There is a conspiracy uh, theory being thrown around about what NFL, what the NFL is allowing their players to do with their money. They, this this guy's a former player, and he said he thinks the NFL is allowing this on purpose. We'll discuss next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Gas prices got you down? Need a car with better gas mileage? Denny Menhold Toyota has what you need. Shop a great selection of fuel-efficient used cars and SUVs. Brands like Subaru, Nissan, Hyundai, Kia, and more. Plus, the area's best selection of used Toyotas, Toyota Certified Pre-Owned. Buy with no money down and get financing on the spot with qualified credit. Ready to pay less at the pump and get a better car? See us at Denny Menhold Toyota or DennyMenholdToyota.com. Customer service and knowledge. You expect it, and we provide it. 
As a general insurance agency, Fisher Rounds & Associates has aligned itself with the nation's strongest carrier networks, giving you the highest quality coverage at the best possible price. When it comes to claims or other issues, we handle everything so you don't have to. That's what we mean when we say we're at your service and at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, proudly serving South Dakota with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Hi, Mom. Uh, what are you wearing? Oh, this is my around-the-house-in-summer outfit. You like it? Mom, it's a garbage bag that you put your legs and arms through. Yeah, and then I fill it with ice. Okay, why? Well, this house gets so darn hot in the summer, and walking around in my starkers just wasn't working for me anymore. So you made an ice chest dress? Well, at least I'm comfortable now. Mom, why don't you just call Renewal by Anderson? Oh, is that a new tailor? No, Renewal by Anderson makes custom-fit windows tailored for any house. I don't know. I'm growing kind of fun of the old ice chest dress. No, really, they do a free home consultation. Then replace your old drafty windows with brand new ones. You know, I do wish these garbage bags were stronger. I reach for the TV remote and ice goes all over the living room floor. Okay, Mom, call Renewal by Anderson. Oh, I will. Now, would you like a cold drink? I got plenty of ice. I don't think so. Visit rbarapidcity.com today for a free consultation. Lower your heating and cooling bills with windows from Renewal by Anderson of Rapid City. rbarapidcity.com. Adams ISC in Rapid City, South Dakota. The name you've come to trust with all of your hydraulic cylinder servicing needs. Whether it's a simple repair or replacement, no one outperforms Adams ISC. Bent rods, leaking seals, or worn out fittings, they've seen it all. At Adams ISC, they'll get you turned around and back on track in no time. Adams ISC, your hydraulic cylinder service specialist in Rapid City. Just Google Adams ISC for more information. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. On a Thursday, it is happy hour in the Drive at 5, brought to you by FirehouseWineCellars.com. Firehouse Wines, downtown, the tasting room, the modern winery. They make the wine right here. Real grapes, okay? Real stuff, good stuff. If you haven't tried a Firehouse Wine, stop by their tasting room somewhere in the Black Hills. They're downtown Main Street, right next to the Firehouse. Also, see their selection right now, FirehouseWineCellars.com. Guys, if you're a wine fan, if you haven't had Firehouse Wines, you got to get there. Happy hour on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Okay, let's go to this. Um, I, I'm not a usual, oh, there's something more to this. There, there's something more to this. I'm not usually that guy. Sometimes you can get me. I'm, I'm an old guy yelling at the clouds sometimes. <laughs> but here's one from Chris Sims, Okay. You know Chris Sims, yep. former NFL QB, didn't have the greatest career. Now he's an analyst. For Son Pro of Phil Sims. Yes, yes. So you have that history. Pro Football Talk. He has a show there with Mike Florio. And here's the report that comes out this week. 
one NFL player this past season, they said, lost $8 million betting on sports. They said just this last year, he lost $8 million betting on sports. I'll start with that. Do you buy that one? No, absolutely not. That's an insane amount of money for an NFL. That's not to say that there aren't NFL players who make way more than $8 million a year and could afford that. I can't imagine. Where are they getting? Who's taking that action, betting $8 million a year? How are they arranging that and, and that no one finds out? I mean, you put $8 million into something. Someone is saying something somewhere. Okay, so that leads to the next one that Chris Sims says. Chris Sims this week said his theory is the league knows about this stuff. Like the, they might have known about this player. The league, he says, lets players bet so the sports books are happy. The sportsbook partnerships with the league are happy. And so he said, we got a lot of guys that make a lot of money. They got cash to burn. We're not going to hammer every player that bets. That's Chris Sims' theory. He doesn't have anything to back that up. He thinks the league knows players are betting, and they let a lot of it slide. Well, how does that make sense with the suspensions that have happened over the last, I mean, just what, a couple months ago, we had yeah, a bunch of Detroit yeah. Lion players I think there was – well, I know Calvin Ridley obviously was out for a year. There's the been, last what, year. six, seven, eight guys, So like the that. NFL is cherry-picking who they're going to suspend for making bets. And some of those guys that were, that got suspended, they've made very small bets and not even that many. Yes. You know, right. like maybe three or four bets of a small amount. So the NFL is going to now choose – this is where this gets a little kooky, don't you think, Nate? I mean, the NFL is going to choose to punish a few guys but let the guy who's losing $8 million <laughs> he can do that and not get in trouble, and that's because they want to placate the sports books who are, you know, throwing all kinds of money at the NFL. I mean, I think the sports books are throwing money their way, but the NFL is a behemoth. Are they are they really worried about making the sports books really happy? No, they'll with, find with someone their else. Players? Yeah, definitely not. And what they all they talk about is the integrity of the game. And, and we have to be able to trust that the results – and you have a lot of people betting on these games. Now, I'm not saying that any of these players are doing anything nefarious in terms of the outcomes of the games. But all you need is a sniff of that perception. I mean, and it can destroy yeah, I agree. You know, the popularity of the NFL. It'll still be popular, but it's, it's not going to generate the same kind of re- revenue for the NFL. I can't imagine that they would risk billions, which is what they're yep. in business for – for the sake of, of eight million or ten million or whatever million to sports books and to placate some players, to me that just seems a bit far fetched. And they would get themselves in real trouble of suspending only some of their players and not all of them if they actually knew that that was going on. The risk reward, not there. That, yeah, I agree with you. Um, Chris Sims and Mike Florio talking about that this week on Pro Football Talk. A player lost eight million. Uh, that's what they say. Uh, by the way, I want to rush to this before we head out the door on happy hour tonight on a Thursday. So the Denver Nuggets, Rob, win the NBA championship, their first ever 47 years. The Nuggets celebrated today with the parade. Denver was popping. I had a couple of buddies down there. They were sending me videos. Things were just rocking and rolling. The Denver Nuggets coach, Mike Malone, got up to the mic this afternoon and he said, we're going to run it back. This is the team. This isn't just one. He said, we're going to win another one. And so the, the question as we go, will the Denver Nuggets win more titles than this one right here? The answer to your question is yes. And first it of all, is. yes, yes, because I, you're asking, 
will they win more championships in the next few years? I'm not sure that they're going to repeat. We've had a different champion the last five years in a row in the NBA, which is a welcome change. I, I really do appreciate that. We don't have to wa- keep watching three-peats over and yes, over again. Yes. I'm not sure that they will repeat, although they are right now the odds-on favorite to repeat. I do think they will win again in the sense that, you know, sometimes that first win, it, it obviously begets more winning, but they're going to be a little tired. You know, the, the one problem with the NBA playoffs is it goes on for two months. These guys have two extra months on their legs, on their knees, on their feet, on their bodies. It takes a toll on them. I think, you know, you, having to do that all over again with two less months of rest or at least one month less of rest. Well, it's tight. It, I mean, you're going to start preseason here in August, preparations August, September. Yeah. And so I, I think they may, they may have a hard time repeating, but I think their core four is too strong if they stay together for – Let's just say they stay together for three more years. I would say they would win one more time in those three years. And their their four guys are just too good together to not have that. Interesting that you say that. I would not normally just be a contrarian to be a contrarian. I don't do that to my friend Rob Kegron at all. I don't even wind him up on the Mount Rushmore list <laughs> on purpose. But I'm looking at it and I say, hockey's really tough to repeat. Hockey, you, you just uh, it's so many things can go wrong. It's such a grind. I mean, it's just a grinder. So like the Golden Knights win, and and I don't. It's so hard to repeat in hockey. I look in basketball. So many things can go wrong. Seven game series, injuries. Remember the Nuggets were close before Jamal Murray and Jokic. They could have already won multiple times, maybe a couple by now. Injury to Murray, lights out. You lose one of those guys, or you lose a couple of pieces, maybe a Bruce Brown. I like Bruce, role player, but maybe you lose him. Aaron Gordon's a shutdown guy. He's he's getting set for the later years of his contract. You lose a couple of guys, can you just run through? I think winning an NBA title is very difficult in a seven-game series. Jokic is the best player, but are there other teams that can that can get in the mix on this? I think so. I don't know if that, honestly, I don't know if the Nuggets are going to do it. You say repeat's really tough. Are they going to come back a couple of years, three years from now? I think this might be one to enjoy. I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I don't. People say, "Well, dynasty." It's hard to do a dynasty. Very. It's almost impossible in modern day sports. I mean, unless you're saying you know three championships in five years is a dynasty. I, that's not a dynasty. You know, probably the only dynasty that we've seen over the last you know generation or two, uh, the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, you can, can uh, you, for sure. Yeah. Other than that, you have like warriors, kind of mini dynasties, yeah. right? They're yeah. mini dynasties. They, they don't. They win a lot, but not as much as old dynasties did in the past. Yeah, I look at it and say the Nuggets, they were dominant. Do you buy that it was easier for them? They played Lakers. They played Heat. They played Timberwolves. You look at who they went through. People say this was an easy one for them. Maybe a little bit of validity to that. Maybe. A, a little bit. We would. I would have loved to see them play... Boston or my or, or uh, Mil- Milwaukee. Obviously, they Milwaukee got yeah, bounced. Yeah. You know, Giannis versus Jokic would have been a very fascinating matchup to me. Because uh, the Heat weren't strong. I mean, yeah. they, they got lightning in a bottle. They yeah. weren't the best team, right? Absolutely. And the, and the fact that you know, you know, Phoenix had its you know a lot of warts there towards the end. Yep. I mean, Injuries, they had a lot of great yep. players, yep. but they weren't quite all there. They had an easier time for sure. But I don't think it takes away from how great of a team they are either. You say Nuggets will win again. I'm iffy. 
um, on it. Happy hour with Rob Kagron on a Thursday. Always great. Uh, catch the Nate Brown Show podcast. If you missed some of the show, Andre Miller, former Nugget, joined us earlier. Great guests across the board. And, of course, happy hour. Our Mount Rushmore list continues next week. We'll get the topic. We'll get ready to roll with it. The Nate Brown Show Happy Hour with Rob Kegron brought to you by FirehouseWineCellars.com.